Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Welcome, everyone. Uh, today, I have Sarah Terp. Torpy with me. Uh, Sarah is a business coach, teacher, and author who helps the teachers, the helpers, and the givers of the business to create results by uncomplicating their work, mindset, and systems. Sarah is an expert in breaking down complex problems into manageable progress and helping other humans to create and implement practical solutions to complicated issues. In real life, Sarah is a multiple business owner, a teacher, a mom, and a wife. She knows what it's like to wear all the hats and build an amazing business uh, you love at the same time. She is fueled by learning, sunshine, growing things, frozen desserts, and helping clients to create their dreams. Welcome, Sarah. I'm so happy to have you here today. I'm so excited. Me too. Thanks so much for having me. And yay, what a treat. Well, it certainly is for me. So how did all of this start? I know you started in teaching. Yep, I sure did. How did all of this start? It feels like it's like, wait, I don't actually know what happened yet. So um, I started life as a middle school teacher many, many moons ago, 150. As my, my kids told me the other day, my, my son said, back in the olden days when you used to be a classroom teacher, I was like, wow, buddy, thanks. Um, I went from classroom teacher um, unexpectedly about five years into working for a grant that was coaching teachers. So I started coaching a billion years ago through a National Science Foundation program built to do that long before anybody understood what coaching was. My husband used to tell people I was like a baseball coach that didn't have a team. <laughs> That's how he explained it to people. And I was like, you got to stop saying that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, and I coached teachers in math, particularly in like math ed and classrooms for a bunch of years at both middle schools in elementaries. Um, and then we moved and my husband's job moved out of state, um, to here in Pennsylvania. And I was like, Oh, I'm going back to teaching. It's going to be great. And I got like job. Uh, my husband still refers to it as my drive-by jobbing. Um, I was, I had a friend who was working for Encyclopedia Britannica at the time. And he said, come talk to us about doing some contract work. And I came home from Chicago with a full-time job. And I was like, what? Um, it started out as project management and ended up coaching salespeople. 
and managers and humans. Um, and I did that for quite a while, uh, remotely before anybody was doing everything remotely. So who knew that was going to prepare me for all kinds of things. Um, and then I was too far from teaching. So I went back to teaching kids part-time at college level, which I still do. Um, and I started my first business in the education space. And then, you know, what happens to teachers, basically what happens is people ask you for things and you help them. Cause they're like, how did you, and then you like go overboard because you can't help it. And I finally had a friend that was like, um, Hey, so that's a coaching business. People pay for that. Could you just stop <laughs> and like put the business name up and call it good. And that was gosh, almost four years ago. Um, and so now that's the vast majority of my time, business coaching and people who teach and people who grow businesses and do great stuff. Um, and then a tiny fraction of my time is math and college kids. <laughs> well, that is certainly diversified. I, but, yep, we get around. But the beauty is that I think the, the having the skills of teaching is so great when you're coaching because you can break down problems. Uh, and one of the things that I love about what you say on your website is that you uncomplicate business. Uh, so where do you find most people have their pitfalls? Oh, uh, I think there are a couple at least. So the vast majority of people I end up working with are people I think of as givers, like the people who want to give things to the world, who want to help other people, right? And so for the givers of the world who come at it with a big heart and want to serve and don't want to underserve and feel bad when people don't get what they need, I think there are a couple of things that really go wrong. The first is like listening to all of the advice, right? So what do you do? I had a client the other day say to me, I was like, well, can't you just decide? She goes, well, but how could I decide without thoroughly researching it 400 different ways first? And I was like, yep, that's, <laughs> that's, that it's like going to the cheesecake factory, right? When the menu has 400 pages, you don't even know when to start. So right out of the gate, we give ourselves too many options when actually we know more than we realize we forget we have expertise and that we can rely on it, even though it's just, um, so many teachers, for example, when they leave a classroom are like, well, but I have to start fresh now. <laughs> no, no, no. You actually get to take all of the skills you built and bring them over here. You're just translating. You're not starting over. And so it's um, one of the things is listening to too many voices. I think another is deciding that you don't have the skills or that you're starting fresh when that's just none of us are 22. <laughs> Like that's not what we're doing. And unless you're straight out of school and you're like 18, you're not fresh. Like I love you. And also it's a good thing not to be fresh. And then I think the other is forgetting how valuable we actually are and the things we do actually are. And that it is not up to us to decide that value for other people. Like all our job is, is to make the invitation to say, Hey, I have this thing that you th I think would be really helpful for you. And then we need to stop because we try to have all of the options and the other sides of the conversation. And that's not ours. <laughs> like we're trying to put words in other people's brains. And so much of the complication is that right. 
And you're nodding at me. You're like, oh, no, I've done that. We've all done I, that. We I do have, it all the time. I have done all of that. Yeah. Um, so many compli- so many decisions and overcomplicating and thinking, but what if, what if, what if? And then, of course, um, paralysis by analysis yes. sets in. And so you don't make any decisions. Yep. Or you go or you kind of go like, OK, what's how is that person doing it? Because I feel like they're doing it really well when what you don't realize is they had a job doing that ahead of time for somebody else for 10 years. And they also live a completely different life than you. And maybe they have family money, like you don't know anything about them. And somehow their way has got to work for you too. And it's like, no, 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 we got to find your way. Cause when you're using somebody else's way, it does feel really complicated because it's not yours. So true. Getting back to what you said before too, I think um, you mentioned the fact that people accumulate skills as they get older. Yes. And so true that we forget what our own skill sets are. Uh, I've had to re-examine that recently. Uh, I Someone asked me something and I said, well, I have no idea what skills I have. And mm-hmm. they said, but look at your age and look at how many years you've been accumulating skills. Certainly there's something there. So yes, it's, uh, it's amazing what we don't realize about ourselves. Well, and I think we work on the assumption what society teaches us, right? That when we're doing things that are new to us or that are things are supposed to be hard, But like when we're using our best skills that we have worked for 10 or 20 or 30 years to develop, that's easy. And somehow when it's easy, because we're using 30 years of accumulated experience, we're like, oh gosh, I must be doing it wrong because it feels really easy. It's supposed to be hard. And so we decide to make it a problem and then we like reinvent it and like, like add spangles and glitter and all these weird things to it to make it complicated. And you're like, no, 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 but it was supposed to be easy. You worked 30 years to get here. Stop making it so complicated. So true. So when people get into that, excuse me, into that situation and they get stuck, how do you help them get unstuck? Yep. I mean, I think the most interesting thing about what happens when we get stuck is that so often we try to fix what's stuck without realize, without knowing what's stuck. It's like uh, trying to drive to the grocery store without knowing where the grocery store is. It's like we just drive in circles and then we're mad because we can't figure out how to get unstuck. We don't actually know what the problem is. So I think um, what I often talk with people about is, you know, the first question is what's stuck? Why am I stuck? And people roll their eyes, but like when you're stuck and frustrated, is that what you actually ask yourself? Or you're like, oh, I'm stuck, right? Is that your default question? Because most of the time it's not, or at least it's not for me, right? And so I would say like 50% of the time when I ask myself that and I sit for a second, I know And all it took was me asking. And then validly, the other 50% of the time, you're like, if I knew what was stuck, I wouldn't be here. I mean, so does that happen to you too? Oh, totally. Totally. 
And I spend days thinking about something, but it's kind of on the back burner. It's not in the front, it's on yep. the back. So I feel on the surface, it feels like I'm not doing anything. But in the back, my yes. mind is actually going through. It's like um, one of those tumblers. It's just tumbling it, the idea around. And yep. then several days later, I'll sit down and all of a sudden, I know where I'm going. Well, yeah. and it's like I always think of my this is the strangest analogy ever, but I think of it all the time. I always think of my brain like an oven. And what I feed the oven is like pans of brownies. <laughs> and like I can check the oven as often as I want, but the brownies are not ready till they're ready. And at a certain point, you take the brownies out and you're like, oh, look, my idea is fully baked. But you can take the brownies out 20, like you can take them out. And sometimes you're like, mm, those are still kind of liquid, like and probably still delicious, but also not brownies yet. So like we try to pull things out of the mental oven before they're ready. And then we're like, oh, but I'm stuck. Well, yeah. no, you're just, it's just not ready yet. And that's normal. Like we're not wrong. That's absolutely brilliant because I can actually see what you're saying because I was sitting at my kitchen counter in front of a computer yesterday and just that happened. I said, well, I need to do this. And I started. And then I said, well, no, it's not ready yet. And I put it aside. And then I thought, okay, fine, but there's another piece. And then I put it aside again. And what you're saying is I just have to wait until it's fully formed yep. and I'll be able to sit down and get it done. Well, and I think so like stuck sometimes is it's not baked yet. Like that's yeah. part of it. That's one side of stuck. And sometimes we can just admit like it's not baked yet. Like I don't have it all together yet. Like it's, it happens to me. I have half of a podcast episode written on the paper over here. I have been writing this particular episode for like 10 days. It is making me bananas. And also it's just not ready. Like it just isn't. And that's fine. Whatever. I'm tired of being mad at it. <laughs> But I think also sometimes we get stuck for other things we've put on ourselves. So sometimes it's readiness, but like, I, I think there are like four reasons we get stuck commonly. Mine, the one that happens to me the most is I'm waiting. Like, I think sometimes I'm waiting for someone to knock on my door and be like, okay, it's your turn. Like, we want to hear from you now. Or I'm waiting for them to be like, here is your permission slip to go do that scary thing. Like I wait. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh crap, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for like some person to be like, all right, go ahead, Sarah, you got it. When I don't need any of that. I don't need permission. I know that is my most common one. Um, do you wait sometimes? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Either that or I jump into something and then I turn around and say, uh, what did I just do and why? Yeah. Why did I just do that? Yes. And then I'm in too deep and I can't get out. So I just go with it, uh, which is what happened to me recently as well. And I'm going to be doing a mini um, YouTube video about just that, oh, that's about fun. jumping into something and 
Totally by accident. Totally right, by accident. Like, uh, wait, what? Yeah. What did I just agree to? I do that sometimes where I'm like, wait, I just, I just, I think actually on my last call, I agreed to do a retreat with a friend next year. And I was like, do you mean we're running it? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I hung up with her and I was like, wait, what did I just <laughs> Crap. I don't know what just <laughs> happened here, but it'll be fun. But also I was like, oh Lord. Um, so I think I wait. I think another one that happens to people a lot is we don't realize we have a question or we need help. And sometimes it's like, okay, do I need someone else in this? In the minute you're like, oh, actually I do. I need Jennifer who knows how to do this. I need Anne who knows how to do this. I need Susan who knows how to do this. I just need someone else's input. Cause I don't, I like literally don't know how to do this. And I've been mad at myself cause I actually don't know. Yeah. And so sometimes we need an outside perspective. I think the one that is the ninja of the group of reasons we get stuck is uncertainty. I think we stop when we're uncertain and we get stuck there, but like sometimes it's just uncertain. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, or it may be right. It may be wrong. And, well, and there's no way to tell until you do it. Yeah. Right. And we were like, Ooh, but I'm stuck. Cause I don't know how it's going to work. Well, you waiting, not going to make it work any faster. <laughs> <laughs> that, for sure. So one of the other things that you mentioned on your podcast is people asking um, what the question, what's working rather than what's broken. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, so tell us a little bit more about that because that's such a, so, it's so valuable mm -hmm. looking at what's working. I, so it's funny, all of my coaching calls and like the vast majority of my conversations with other humans are like, all right, what's going well? Because I think we're taught basically. And what I found, even when working with teachers is we are first to jump into like, well, I can't make this happen. I don't know how to do this. I can't quite get this to go right. Like the thousands of things that we think aren't quite working, right? It's like the firefighting mentality. We are constantly trying to put out fires. But when people come to me, they are tired of putting out fires, right? And the fastest way to shift that from fire putting out constantly is to stop asking what's broken and start asking what's working. Because if every day you sit down and you think like, okay, these five things are working and tomorrow five of the same things and maybe one other thing is working. And on Thursday, three different things are working. All of a sudden, slowly even over time, the way you're thinking like literally shifts into like, okay, the vast majority of this is working because in any given business, the vast majority of it is working, but we fixate on the 10% that isn't and forget that 90% is there, right? Like this morning I showed up, I have made all of my appointments. The tech gremlins have been minorly problematic, but yet I've still made all the meetings. Like I've done most of the writing that I wanted to do this week. Did I do all of it? No. But lots of things are working. My clients are getting what they need. In any given moment, once we can go like, oh, actually, hmm, quite a bit is working. And then we get to go, okay, well, but like, what do I want to do more of? Which is, I think is a far better follow-up than, but what's not working? 
right? Because we tend to be very um, binary about it, right? Where it's like, these things are good. These things are evil in my business. But it's not like that. It's like, okay, what's working and how can I do more of that? That's magic, right? Oh, so true. And it's also true that when you're in a positive mindset, you're more apt to do more. If you fall into the negative, then you're falling into a hole and everything goes down into the hole with you. Correct. And you create even bigger problems or bigger constraints because that's the 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 mode you're in you're in the hole and you're pulling everything down with you it's kind of like pulling the covers over top of you well and i think we assume it's so funny i've had a couple of conversations with clients this week where they've been like oh but you know once i met someone that did this thing this terrible way and i'm not going to do any of these things in any of the ways because i don't ever want to be that and i always say to people like there is zero chance like literally zero of you going so far that you turn into that person. Like you're not even capable of it. Like a a client this morning said to me, well, I don't want to be predatory. And I was like, on your worst day, you're not, you're not even capable of predatory because you're thinking about it. So like, stop worrying about what, how, what awful, horrible, like hurt to humanity you're going to create and start looking at like, what's going really well. How am I helping people? How can I do more of the helping people in a way that feels really good to me? Like you're not, <laughs> none of my, like, you know, the helpers of the world, never, they couldn't be predatory on a bad day, like on a bet. I could bet them a million dollars and it still wouldn't work. That's beautiful. Um, one of the other things that you spoke about, uh, which I loved was, we all know that we get have those days where we're just overwhelmed and there are just not enough hours in the day and everything's piled up. And you talk about minutes running away. And I love the vision of the minutes running away. <laughs> so tell us more about that. Um, well, I do think we like we pile on ourselves, right? Like we Yeah. I, if your to-do list is anything like mine, it rivals Santa's scroll, right? Like I could at any given moment, just unfurl it and be like, here are the 5,000 things between my businesses and my children and the dogs and the husband and the house and the stuff. Like I got in my college kids, I got, I could fill 28 hours a day, no problem. But it's not my job to fill them. It's my job to choose the things that matter. So I am like, I have become kind of ruthless. I think the pandemic did this to me. (laughs) It's like, what are the two or three things that actually move me forward today? And if maybe only one of those gets done, then whatever. Like, these are the things, the little things that I can put in the middle. These are the priorities. And that is it. Like they're my to-do list for the week fits on a page. It is not aggressive that way because I don't, I don't want to stalk my minutes. Like I don't want to, they're running away. I don't want to chase them. Like that seems like a lot of effort and maybe I am internally kind of lazy (laughs) that way, but I don't want to stalk them and it doesn't feel good. Right. It doesn't feel fun that way. No, it certainly doesn't. It, It truly doesn't. So 
one of the, I, I have gone to your website <laughs> and I'm in love with your podcast. Oh, thank you. So how long have you been doing the podcast and tell us more about what you cover in your podcast? <laughs> um, the podcast is gosh, almost two years old. Um, it is in its second iteration for a long time. It was called teachers in business. Um, in the fall this year, it got updated to uncomplicating business for teachers, helpers, and givers. It's the same as my Facebook group. Um, it really truly is like living in my brain. Honestly, it's living in my brain. It is, um, the things I believe from week to week, from month to month, I think will help people uncomplicate business. I don't believe that it has to be even 20% as hard as we make it. Like it's just, so my job is to help people strip out the noise and reduce the chaos and pull out the drama. And I think in the podcast, essentially what I do from week to week is I sit down and I think like, okay, what would be really useful for people? Like what would be really tactile that that can help this week? And so it's a blend of, like who I am, which is a weird mindset thing combined with very tactile, practical things. Like I have to have both the teacher in me doesn't like that people don't implement things. <laughs> she doesn't stand for that. She gets all upset when people don't have like a homework assignment. She's offended by no homework um, and not complicated homework, but it's like, okay, take this and now go make it yours, right? If it doesn't have an application, what was the point of the time you're spending with me? So it really is that it's like my little corner of the world to say, here's this thing that I have for you that I've learned the hard way that maybe you don't have to learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah. I've, I get your Facebook posts and there was a post, I, I must've been a, like a year ago of your to-do list in a, in a journal. Yep. And it just went pages to pages to pages and you'd finished one whole journal with these yep. lists. And I thought, now that's something that I should be doing. And so I tried, but the way it was, wasn't working for me. And I ended up getting a rocket book so I could erase certain things. Yeah. And so I've been working on making it my own, but the fact that you put it out there was just so wonderfully helpful. And I know that a lot of your podcast does the same thing. So I'm, I'm going to have to go back and see if I can listen to, or that I will listen to the episodes that I've missed, because I know there are gems in there that uh, I, I would definitely find valuable. Well, and I think like, for me, I think the whole core of business is I am going to share my things the way I do them, the way I've seen people do them. I'm going to put, I'm going to try to contextualize it for people. And then I'm going to try to give it to you in a way that's a accessible and B you look at it and think like, I could do a version of that. Yeah. Because I don't need you to do my version of that. I just need people and want people to look at it and go, Oh, that's kind of useful. I'm going to take 10%. Like, great, take 10%, take 50%, take 90%, but take a percentage and let it be useful to you. That's everything. That's all of it. 
And that's what I found so amazingly wonderful. So I really look forward to your Facebook posts. Oh, thank you. So the programs that you offer people, you Mm -hmm. have both group and private. Tell us more about both of those. Yep. I coach one-on-one and I coach in small group um, a couple of times a year. So for me, coaching is very much about, I just wrote a post about it the other day, about taking the capability in people and amplifying it in the way that is most them, right? My job as a coach is to help you get what you have to the people you want to have it in a way that feels the most you that feels uncomplicated and lovely and fun and also does what you need it to do out in the world. Um, I would say one-on-one is the version where it's like, you get the most of me, right? Like me in your brain, me going like, are you sure that's the way this is going to be priced? Like, let's talk about it. Let's work it through. Let's problem solve. Like I'm constantly making Google docs with people and like sharing things back and forth. Cause we, we talk mindset, but it's very practical stuff. We're doing business, but we're also doing life. Like I have a client whose daughter got her license this week. I have another who had a death in the family. We have, we do life in the mix of it. Um, And I think group coaching is uh, the teacher in me adores group coaching and can't quite like loves it, loves it so much. It's like four or three or four people at a time. There is, it's usually, um, slightly more directive. Like I have a plan. I know what we're going to talk about from week to week. I look at the people and I think like, here's what's going to move these people forward next. But there is something magic that comes from facilitated conversation with people in the boat you're in, right? Where like a client in my group session yesterday, one of the women said like, oh, I feel like I'm taking too much time. And the other woman said, no, you're speaking exactly for me too. We both needed exactly the same thing today. And it's so, it's such a revelation for people to have someone else speak that in a way that they feel and be like, oh my God, I'm not alone here. And we're going to figure it out. Like that's magic to me. And so to be able to sort of facilitate that. And I always, that's how I see me as facilitator of people's capabilities coming out into the world. Like that's, that's everything. That's all of it. Sure. And it also gets down to, you don't know what you don't know. And so sometimes it's exposure in, in a group setting. Um, yep. So there's, there's room for both. Yes. Well, and there are times where people are like, huh, that would never have occurred to me. And you're like, yep, there we are. Here you go. Welcome to this new entire world of things that you're now like, what that exists and, or ways of thinking of things or perspectives or versions of meeting people or any of the things like it's so cool to watch all of that unfold and to be able to be like, Oh, you know what? You guys actually need the same thing. You just don't know it yet. So true. So what is one of the most impactful pieces of advice that you've received over the years that has contributed to your success? (laughs) I know that's a mouthful, but yeah, that's a big one. Um, You know, I have a, I have a a note up on my board that says humans first. A long, long time ago, I had a boss who, you know, she would, 
no matter what was going on, she was one of those people that always was like basically like walking around with the fire extinguisher. And it didn't matter because she would always say to us, well, but like humans first. And that is very much how I run a business. It is how I run a life. It is how I run all the things. The people matter first, right? And I think what being able, and I don't know, I don't, it was never really like do it this way, right? It was never a piece of advice given, but it has been permission for a very long time to just put people first and show up as a person, as my human person, and just let that be enough. And I think there's something magic in there. I mean, and I think the idea that I can show up to meet new people as a person without an agenda, that was another one that was for me, like that changed how I networked in such a fundamental way that like, I don't have to show up to be like, here are the questions I want to ask you about. And then here's how I'm going to talk to you about my business. I can just be like, hi, human, like, what are we going to talk about today? Could be anything like that's so fun. And so like to show up as a human and let the rest figure itself out is kind of amazing. So beautifully put. Um, So where can people find you? Um, (laughs) Facebook. Um, Facebook and my group is called Teacher. No, it's not. It used to be called Teachers in Business. Good God. My brain can't quite get past that. It's called Uncomplicating Business. For teachers, helpers, and givers, uh, my podcast is on the places podcasts are. Um, my website is torpycoaching.com. And I also have a, I love LinkedIn. I do love LinkedIn. So you can come play there too. Because honestly, I think LinkedIn is Facebook for grownups. Um, fewer creepy dudes and more, more interesting stuff sometimes. Um, and also like I secretly play on TikTok. Um, what my, my, my handle is on there at this point, I can't remember <laughs> something about Sarah simplifies success maybe, but like, I think TikTok has been the place this year where I like mess around and make little things that I think are fun. It's a dork, but really like, I like the connections. I like the humans. If you want to come play in my group and you think like, maybe it's fit for me and you're like, but am I a teacher helper or giver? Yeah, you are. So if you even have that passing thought, you belong, come play. Like there's never, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, you don't belong. That's ridiculous. And come play all the places or just like send a carrier pigeon and be like, hey, I want to have a conversation just like human to human. Great, dude, let's do that. That sounds wonderful. And all of your information will be in the show notes so everyone listening can find you. Um, And I thank you so very much for joining me today. Oh, gosh, this is such a treat. Thank you so much for having me and for being in my world and for letting me into yours and all of the things. It is always a treat to have Anne time. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you. Thank you.